Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word, and I want to say, happy epiphany. <laughs> that might sound weird. Uh, we don't usually talk that way about Epiphany, but Epiphany is one of those special days of the church year. Um, it, it has a regular place in the calendar. It always falls on January 6th, and uh, it commemorates when the wise men came and visited Jesus, bringing their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which, of course, then leads into the, the flight to Egypt and so, so many other things. Um, but one of the reasons that we come back to Epiphany year after year is the significance of the, the wise men showing up at the light from the star. And it's showing that this salvation that we have, uh, it, it's for all people. It's for all nations. And so it really is good news for, for you and me, who, um, if you look like me, you probably didn't come from a, uh, a Jewish background. You know, uh, my my family were Northern Europeans and uh, likely, you know, worshipped pagan religions when, you know, you go back far enough in, in my family history. And, uh, and probably the same can be said for these wise men, that these are people who are very familiar with a, a vast number of religions, uh, including some prophecies in Judaism, and they're seeking out secret wisdom and uh and they see something in the stars and this light guides them to jesus and and that's that's really the idea behind epiphany of, of light that's shining so that we can know jesus in, in fact that word epiphany uh, means roughly uh, to shine upon and the idea is that we're shining a light so that people can see jesus or maybe another way to say it would be that this season is intended to, to highlight Jesus. Now, you might rightly say, well, don't we always highlight Jesus? Isn't everything that we do focused on him? It, yeah, exactly. Uh, but in specific, during this season, we're trying to show that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the Savior who has come into the world. So, the Epiphany readings often deal with miracles. They often deal with things that Jesus do. Uh, in this particular church year, uh, the the readings really kind of focus us on on Jesus uh, being the bringer of the kingdom um, and, and what that kingdom is like, and that it's not what people expected. That it's not like the kingdoms of this earth. So uh, if you look at the Sundays of Epiphany this year, they're, they're bracketed uh, by Jesus' baptism and then his transfiguration. And at Jesus' baptism, uh, John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. He comes up out of the water. The Spirit comes down in the form of a dove. And the voice, God's voice speaks and says, This is my beloved Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Now hold on to that statement uh, because the, the next week we're going to read from the Gospel of John, John pointing to Jesus, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know, oh, here's our paradigm. This is what we're looking for, uh, a Savior who comes to take away sin. Uh, and then uh, Jesus' ministry is going to begin the next week and he's going to begin with this message, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come or the king, kingdom of heaven has come near. 
He's going to call his first disciples, and, and we're going to see these miraculous healings as part of that next week of the Epiphany season. And then we'll have three weeks in a row where we read from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And during the Sermon on the Mount, what he's doing is he is revealing the kingdom. He is revealing uh, how very different it is from what anybody expected. So we're going to read the, the Beatitudes, and we're going to read about salt and light, and, and we're going to get just this vision of how does God look at uh, his commandments at work in our lives and our relationship with him. And what we're going to find is that the kingdom of God is not about us ascending to him, nor is it about us doing the right things to get into his good graces. It's about him coming to us in his mercy and grace. And then, then the last week of Epiphany, we're going to have the transfiguration where Jesus goes up on the mountain with Peter, James, and John, and he is transfigured before him. He literally shines with glory. He shines with light on the mountain of transfiguration. And once again, a voice comes from heaven uh, as Jesus meets with Elijah and Moses. And then a cloud comes in and covers them, and uh, the voice speaks to Peter, James, and John. This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Same words that were said at his baptism, except now this time the voice adds, listen to him. And it's in listening to Jesus that we really get to see him, that he is revealed to us. When we read our Bibles, we're, we're listening to Jesus. You know, even in the early scriptures, and I got to be honest, I'm resisting using the, the, the words Old and Testament together. Um, it's kind of, you know, quixotic, but uh, I, what can I say? I'm a little bit weird. Um, but this idea that the whole of the Bible is God's word and it's all scripture and it's not just old and new. It's, it's all God's word and it's all fresh and speaking to us uh, in this time. When, when Jesus looks at those early scriptures, when he was going about his ministry, he told the Pharisees, you know, you search the scriptures because in them, you, 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 know, you think that you find your salvation. It's them that speak of me. So when we, we read even in those you know, early scriptures, those before Christ scriptures, um, we're, we're looking and we're listening for what Jesus is saying to us. And because it's Jesus that's speaking to us through the whole of the scriptures, we're not, we're not really free to pick and choose which parts are, are relevant to us. It's the, the Holy Spirit who's going to work through the word to make these passages relevant in our lives, who's going to proclaim this message to us, both of the law and of the gospel. You know, and, and so we're, we're not free to pick, you know, I like this stuff, I like, don't like that stuff, you know, as, as if we could stand over the word. You know, the, the word stands over us and speaks to us. And as we speak of the word, there's always this paradigm of light and darkness. Uh, and the word is at work in the world. And in, in the Gospel of John, it speaks of the light shining in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. 
And that's an important image for us when we go through the the season of epiphany, of light and darkness, of the word going out so that people may believe. Because that's the goal, that this word would be proclaimed to give people an epiphany, to enlighten them so that they may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing they may have life in his name. So this idea of an interplay of light and darkness, it is important for this season. It sets up an image of conflict. You know, you, you have kind of two teams, uh, two powers that are at work against each other. But when we think of that conflict, uh, does darkness ever actually defeat light? Not really. You know, light always drives darkness away. And when we look at our own lives, we might be able to recognize the darkness of sin that's at work in us. And we might see the, the, the light of the gospel bringing love and forgiveness and salvation into us. We are at all times always completely and totally saints and sinners. It's part of our, our reality of Christian uh, living in this world. But when we look at, at that and we experience uh, needing more light in our lives, um, there's a reality here that what we need is more Jesus because Jesus is the light that's shining. He is the epiphany of God's love and of his grace. And when I say we need more Jesus, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that we need more of his teachings, although you know, it's good to know what he teaches. It's not just knowing that though, nor is it you know, just about the ideas that Jesus shares with us. You know, in James chapter 2, verse 19, it says that the demons believe in Jesus. They believe that he exists. They believe that he's real. He believe, they believe that he taught. And it says that they're terrified. You know, it, it's not about knowing the right things. It's actually about having Jesus in our lives. To say we need more Jesus is that, that we receive him. We receive his word. We receive his promises that we begin to receive his word and his promises as something that are for you. His gifts are given there. Even when he connects them to earthly elements like he does in the sacraments. So he's at work through his word to give you an epiphany so that his light will shine in you. And if his light is shining in you, what happens when you go out in the world and you face the darkness? The light cannot be overcome, right? The light drives back the darkness as you share Jesus with others. So Epiphany, it's a great season. Um, I hope that, uh, that you have more Jesus in your life as you uh, come to church, you hear that word. And, uh, and, and I hope that you have the opportunity to shine that light uh, for others to see so that they too may believe. Thanks for taking some time for being with me. I hope you have a happy and blessed Epiphany season. And uh, if this was helpful for you, please like it, share it, rate it, review it. I, all of those things uh, help other people find it, I guess is basically the, uh, the thing to say. And uh, um, God's blessings and Happy New Year. Mm -hmm.